0: Welcome to Myanmar in a Podshell, the podcast that puts current developments in Myanmar into context. My name is Rodion Ebikhausen and today, top, today's topic is Generation Z, inventing a new Myanmar. I would like to discuss the topic with Nyan Chan-Mai and Nikki Diamond. Nyan Chan-Mai is co-founder and elected member of board of the German Solidarity with Myanmar Democracy Organization. She studies political science and sociology in Germany. Before she came to Germany, she was a student activist in Myanmar. And Nikki Diamond is a PhD candidate at the working group, Social and Political Anthropology of Professor Judith Bayer at Constance University. He is also a human rights defender and a scholar activist from Myanmar. Thank you for joining us today. So let's start with a discussion. The term Generation Z describes the generation born between mid-1990s and the early early uh, 2010s. And it is the first generation to have grown up with access to the internet and portable digital technology from a young age, which is why its members have been dubbed digital natives. So this is like a definition from Wikipedia. But I would like to talk about what does uh, Generation Z mean for Myanmar and for you? And uh, maybe, Chan, you can uh, answer my first question, like, would you regard yourself um, as being a member of Generation Z and what does it mean for you?
1: Yes, if I answer the question very shortly, yes, I would like to regard myself as Generation Z because uh, as you mentioned before, you mentioned before uh, the years, and also I I was born in the year nineteen ninety five. So from from the numbers, so it just uh, it suits very well. But why I identify myself as Generation Z? uh before this stream uh, spring revolution in uh, 2021 i didn't aware of that uh to which generation i belong but later i th- later with this generation with those development and also uh this young generation, this generation, that how they lead this spring revolution, this motivated me, and also being participated and being part of this generation made me really uh, proud, and also this is my identity, and this is the first thing. And the second thing is, um, yeah, how the you also mentioned in your uh, in your text is uh, how they invent the new Myanmar. So we are the generation who. Found who want to found who wants to found a new nation a new country, and also we would like to renew. It is it is very different thing. People are saying also in international media, restore the thing, restore the peace, restore the democracy. No, we does we don't have anything to restore because we just started from zero because we didn't have the actual democracy in Myanmar. So um, yeah. This is uh, why I regard myself as Generation Z. And uh, yeah, it, it just suits with uh, what I am doing and what my comrades are doing.
0: Okay, and what about you, Nikkei? Would you uh, regard yourself as being a member of that generation?
2: Um, I'm, um, thank you so much for inviting me to this show. Actually, I am um, um, a bit older generation. So I born on, um, in 1983. So I'm really uh, old guy for comparing with the Generation Z, but I'm highly impressed of all of their work, all of their contribution to the, this uh, Supreme Revolution and current uh, ongoing anti-coup uh, movement. So the coup happened and the the military is still uh, trying to stabilize, trying to control the the whole country. But what I realized is that because of the Generation Z, I mean, Generation Z is a collective uh, uh, norm to uh, represent the whole, I mean, generation so not only the one person but different gen uh, people involved in the different kinds of talks different kinds of war for example some people uh, some yen generation joined with the armed struggle but some are why? some are still organizing the man violent uh, protect in the city so i see the different kinds of the division of labor uh, but all of their goal dreams uh, kinds of shell vision to rebuild the rebuild the, our nation together these people are not doing the taking the one responsibility just they are in the different uh, kinds of tasks and different kinds of role and shaping uh, contributing to the one goal big goal that's my uh, uh kind of impression when i learned from uh, yeah my my involvement with them as well
0: Okay, you already mentioned both of you that there is a shared new vision um, or, or a new idea about the country, um, and maybe maybe let's talk a little bit again about this. The the digital realm or the internet are essential for Generation Z. If you if you look into the global definition, um, and what would you say? What function and what significance does the internet have for this generation? And for its protest against the February 1st coup from last year. So what is significant or what is the relationship to the internet of Generation Z in um, Myanmar? And maybe Nikkei, you can start this time and then Chan can add something.
2: Yeah, it is very um, extraordinary uh, technology uh, become a vehicle for the Generation Z to uh, focus on, on different kinds of work, communication, advocacy, organizing. Also I mean, um, not totally relying on the internet, but also that kinds of uh, uh, technologies uh, contributing to the their cost. For example, right now the SEC, uh, SAC uh, State Administration Council Military Hunter, uh, uh, trying to uh, add a law to prevent using a VVM. So it's me, you know, they are really worried about that kinds of uh, uh, gen generation how they can get connected. Uh, on this, uh, uh, by using internet and communication, so all these, uh, I mean, um, I, I, what I see is uh, they they can use the technology better than the SEC. For example, me, you know, I cannot physically uh, participate in the front line, but I'm doing the kinds of, I mean, clicking and I kind of click to donate and some kinds of, I mean, uh, uh, app trying to get the funding for the uh, revolution on the ground, people I mean, for the ground. Oh, so that kinds of, I mean, technologies very have a very vital role in contributing to the Supreme Revolution. That's why SEC is trying to prevent all these uh, uh, kinds of technology not to support the uh, uh, Supreme Revolution, because they are very highly worried about the situation right now. Yeah.
0: Okay, Chan. Maybe you would like to add something here.
1: Yeah, what I would like to add here is the point digital literacy of Generation Z. So this younger generation, and Koniki was uh, mentioning about how they are involving in this Spring Revolution, how they are t- how they are taking part and in using internet, and also how they connected each- how they connect each other and yes for me of course for an exile activist uh, exile student activist who is living abroad uh, for me internet plays also a very important and a very important role because i have to connect with my uh, friends and also other uh, colleagues who are at the very uh, forefront uh, of the uh, of the of this fight for democracy so and also I, what I'm talking about is uh, what I want to talk about is also the, this digital literacy because this generation that knows how they can mobilize this revolution and also how they can mobilize the participation of the whole uh, of of the people in Myanmar for example before i start uh, this conversation i saw a, i saw some pictures on facebook that the young generation the generation z and also the students and also all of the young people they are now organizing the strike campaigns for the 1st of february 2022 and this kind of mobilizing this kind of uh, this kind of uh, information they just spread on the internet but on the other hand, they also know the, what kind of risks they have to take and how they can use this internet and digital information as tool for to mobilize the whole um, whole mass movement and mass demonstration. So this is um, yeah, this is what I would like to add.
0: Okay, thank you very much. So um, some critics uh, say that in in uh, many respects the protest of Generation Z is only a kind of. Convenient click activism, yeah, and that protest in the digital world doesn't change the real world so um but you mentioned already that it is an important tool for organizing uh and for bringing together people, but what do you say about this criticism that that uh the digital sphere is different from the real world and that you um, have to somehow transport activism from one sphere to another one, and if you um, and how to do that? Uh, so, what what would you say about this or about uh, this criticism, uh, Chan?
1: Well, I have to say, if this digital strike or digital uh, campaigns are not effective, why is SAC trying to block the internet? Why is SAC trying to threat to, uh, trying to make threat to people? So, this is how the internet and also this communication and the campaign in the digital world are. Having effect to our uh, democracy movement. This is the first thing, and the second thing is we are living in twenty first century. We are not in nineteenth century or something or twentieth century. So uh, the thing is, if you are in the you are living in the middle of uh, atrocities of uh, brutal military, you have to think on which level you want to confront uh, with the hunter on which level you want smart solution to go to uh, to go to be able to go to uh, reach their goal so this is um, the critics yeah I can understand on the other hand yeah the digital world and also uh, the real world they are not the same but this capacity what is happening in the digital world to bring this to the real world this capacity, this is uh, what the Generation Z is having in their hand and they are using it. So, yeah.
0: Um, thank you. So um, there have been similar Generation Z protests in Thailand and Hong Kong. And uh, like the Milk Tea Alliance comes to my mind here as well. And I would like to ask to, but, but um, in Hong Kong, for example, it, I would say at least for now, it, doesn't look like they have been successful in uh, changing um, Hong Kong. And in Thailand, it's hard to tell. Um, But um, if if we look into this, so um, what do you think about this, how to bring the protest from the digital sphere to the real world? Um, Maybe, Nikke, you can say something about it and and how you try to do that. So what is your approach here from Generation Z and from activists like to make it uh, a real world on the ground protest?
2: I think uh, the, the the real real uh, advantage of internet is uh, 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 connected Connectivity to me, you know, internet can easily separate and mobilize. And uh, the, this is like a, a, a Chen mentioned about the 21st century. That means, you know, in the past, uh, we have faced, I studied the propaganda, military propaganda, and uh, disinformation, misinformation, trying trying to disguise the uh, actual cost of the, the generation uh, Z, you know, walk or something like that. But to deal, because of that, information ace and in that technology trying whatever military have been doing the kinds of their propaganda never work right now because of that kind of connectivity among man the generation Z and also other old and uh, new generation and also with the, uh, with the other world. So I, I see that uh Connectivity has a high value. Like, uh, I mean, uh, internationally we have uh, like a multi-alliance. So, like like you mentioned, the protest not only in Myanmar but also in Hong Kong. Thailand and other, the multi-country, so we try to initiate against it. So that kinds of, I mean, uh, because of the internet and that kinds of connectivity. So what I mean is a physical, I mean, a virtual reality, okay, that's only on the internet, but also there is another physical reality as well. So, virtual reality and physical reality, you know, happen spontaneously because of the, that connectivity uh, provided by the uh, technology. So, that's why we have lots of advantages to organize and the, the, the cost and also international uh, participation and also the organizing different kinds of events, you know, spontaneously. So, now I, I'm now in I'm diaspora in Germany and trying to get connect with my uh, fellow activists from Myanmar. And so Zoom play a role, I kind of so the internet, I mean, play a huge role for the, our connectivity. So we, in the past, in maybe, in the past, what I mean, in uh, 1988, after the uprising, so people cannot easily get connected. But this time we are very easy to get connected. We can share our experience, we can share our idea, and also we can still uh, see what is going on on the ground and we, we provide our feedback and also suggestions. We try to collect the donation and also we know who, we, uh, who need those donations. So because of that kind of connectivity, you know, is a, a, a huge role in, in our uh, the revolution.
0: Okay, that's that's very interesting, and I would like to talk about the 1988 or the 88 generation a bit later, but uh, maybe let's go back a bit, a little bit more to the generation Z. So, so how would you classify or um, describe the generations Z? Uh, and I mean not only now in Myanmar, but like uh, it seems to be in a way a global phenomenon, and you seem to be part of this or see yourself as being part of this. So, is it a political movement? Or is it more of a social or like a global movement? Um, And and how how would you see Myanmar in this context? Like Myanmar just being a part of a bigger picture? Or is like your main concern like Myanmar and you would like to connect for others? So uh, what is your take on this, Chan maybe?
1: Yeah, the thing is we talk about uh, connectivity so uh, the younger generation um, this generation Z, now in the world mainly they are firstly they are digital native secondly they love to connect with other people on other part of the world and thirdly they want to share their ideas and this is also um, and also they have Another, they have another society. They have, they have lived in another society. And this is also what is, this is also shaping their ways of thinking, their ways of connecting with people, their ways of sharing knowledge, knowledge with the other people. So, um, for Myanmar, The Generation Z, as they, what I also plan together with my friends and colleagues there, they were also, we are also planning to get together with other countries who are also fighting for democracy. For example, we love to network with the people and also we want to learn from those countries. So, Myanmar, for the younger generation, for the Generation Z, we would like to be part of this bigger picture, bigger picture of the fight for democracy, fight for freedom, fight for human rights. And also what we believe is together we are stronger. Yes, of course, we talk about together we are stronger also in the past, but now how we can mobilize it and also how do we connect each other? This is very important. And also, um, yeah, and also, Myanmar wants to be a bigger future. Of course, Myanmar also wants to be. Um, for us, it is it is a dream uh, as young people. It's a dream to to stand there and talk about. Oh, we had this spring revolution, and we fought with all of our efforts to get democracy and freedom and human rights for all of our people. So this is also the role we want to play in the future understand on the, st- the world stage
0: and maybe Nikkei, you would like to add something to this point
2: the the thing is uh, uh, like i like i mentioned connectivity cognit- produce uh, an, another advantage is like a solid solidity. so i see that kinds of connectivity cognit- produce uh, so a kind of a new realization or new distinction between who are oppressed and who are oppressor. so oppressed versus uh, oppressors. So, I mean, around the world, like uh, Hong Kong, uh, Thailand and other countries. So, I mean, who are uh, ruled by the authoritarian regime or who are, who are still uh, dictatorship in their country, actually realize the our Burmese or Myanmar suffering. So that kind of a, the shell, uh, a victim who experience like uh, who are oppressed, you know, we have uh, that kind of similar uh, experience. So I see uh, a shooter, that kinds of I mean, movement is based on the shell experience and also shell desire for eliminating all all forms of the. Uh, uh, dictatorship and oppression, up, uh, up, up in in not only in myanmar but also in their country so that's why it began a kind of uh, um i would say a global movement so in in diaspora as well i talked with the i mean i have a series of meetings with the other diaspora not only in german but diaspora, myanmar diaspora diaspora from other country so the coup in myanmar trigger uh, a kind of a uh, solidarity movement uh, among the that uh, diaspora in different different uh, global south, the global now, you know, these people are now trying to uh, get connected because of the the, the cool trigger, the, the kinds of connectivity and solidarity. So I my understanding on this issue is in the past, I mean diaspora exist in Germany, so they, they, they have their all kinds of social activity, but not connected with the other diaspora in other countries. But the the that uh, the 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 coup in Nyama triggered solidarity and cognitivity, and now I see the a lot of donation from different Nyama diaspora going to the NUD and going to the different group in uh, uh, on the ground. So uh, my main uh, argument here is, I mean, the cognitivity produce a solidarity, and also sh- so that is not only a uh, on Myanmar, but also separate to the other uh, uh, oppressed—I mean, other people, other countries who are facing, uh, who are uh, striking for their freedom.
0: And and uh, if you might uh, directly ask this to you, Nikkei and, and what kind of organization, organizational form, you think is preferred or used by Generation Z? So. Um... Is it like? Is there a common attitude towards the role of leaders? Do you want a hierarchical or more like a decentralized way of leading and working together? So what is maybe, maybe there is a big difference for Generation Z? Maybe not. I don't know. But what is your what is your preferred way of organization?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, highly uh, impressed with the way how Generation Z was. You know, I also see that sometimes the leadership play in the. Uh, in different organization and different not what so sometimes you know they have a, a kinds of vertical leadership vertical structure like a traditional uh, model but also i see some type of horizontal model as well so it's a non-traditional but Generation cs are very smart you know so for 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 this uh, 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 difficult situation in myanmar they not only rely on traditional model of the the vertical hierarchy of uh, uh, the leadership, but also shell vision and shell leadership. I mean, a kind of political movement, like taking their own responsibility, not on, I mean, individually. So the leadership still. Uh, Play a role in that kinds of the movement organizing because they are managing different kinds of tasks. So they still need the leadership. But also, my impression is the shell leadership and the politic uh, leadership, like uh, on, uh, taking their own responsibility and mani- managing different tasks to. Comp- it, to be able to contribute to the, the the all forms of the revolution that, like I mentioned uh, in in the earlier, the division of labor. So if I mean everybody is doing the same job, same things, you know, it's not really contributed to the revolution. So different people are in the different position and different level. Uh, taking their own responsibility. So their aim is to end the, the dictatorship, the military haunting in Myanmar for, for the res- restoration of, or, I mean, um, uh, sustainable democracy in Myanmar. So that's, that's our goal and also we want the federal democratic country and also i mean there there have been a lot of discussion around the different idea so right now what i see is all these sometimes these ideas are contested you know but the generation people different uh, generation so because of that connectivity on online meetings, Zoom meetings, so people trying to digest these different issues for the country. So I see, I mean, how impressed of these generation and also their leadership have the have, have different dynamic, not only uh, horizontal, but also a vertical hierarchy as well.
0: And Chan, what is your take on this? Do you see more like a horizontal or a vertical uh, kind of leadership, um, as um uh, pointed out? What is what is your take?
1: My take is the ability to adapt to situation. This is what I am seeing in our generation. This is a, if we see okay now we need because in a revolution you need to organize things you need to, sometimes you have to go you have to uh, have a, a, a first row leader a second row leader and third row leader because if the first row leader get caught then uh, then have to then the second row leader has to go uh, has to take the stand so has to take responsibility or something so um at this kind then the Generation Z Z knows that okay, we need now we need the vertical hierarchy or vertical leadership style. But the what I was mentioning about is this is ability to adapt, and uh, in this in now during this spring revolution, it is very important to react to the situation which is uh, which uh, we are not expecting because everything we get ca- everything we are experiencing now is not what is are not the th- uh, is not the things we can expect for example now i am talking with you and i don't i can't know what will be happening in next hours so then we have to adapt our plan again and also to think okay how, who can take responsibility for this so this is the first thing, and the second thing is Koniki was mentioning about taking responsibility and also uh, about the nation we want to build. Yes, and here you can see also the balance of power in the genera- uh, among the generations. That we warn each other, we warn um, ourselves, and also when we have meetings and also on social media, we talk about not to. Be a dictator ourselves during we are fighting against the dictator. So, this is a balance of power and ability to adapt, and also, um, yeah, and also the, um, yeah, how can I say this is the, the mixture of vertical and horizontal leadership style. This, this is those other points I want to mention.
0: Okay, thank you. So um, I would like to go a little bit closer maybe now to Generation Z in Myanmar and uh, look into different things. Like, first of all, I would like to know, how would you describe the relationship to the older generations, like 1988 generation? And what do you think is Generation Z doing differently or maybe better compared to the 88 generation or the generation who um, was part of the uprising in 1988? Um, so, um, maybe Nikkei, you can start about the
2: relationship. Yeah, I, I always, uh, uh, tell the people like, uh, uh, what happened in the past is all kinds of lesson land for the present and the future. So we want our country, the beautiful country, but we must learn from the past. We must. Um, understand and digest what have happened in the past. So because of all these in, in the past events, the series of past events are all kinds of lessons for us. So right now what I see from the Generation Z is they are very uh, smart and clever. So because they understand what happened uh, in the past and they are also talking and sharing information with the uh, older generation to understand what happened in the past, and also what happened in the past is uh, a, a kind of the uh, uh, motivation as well for the present as well, present cause and present. So, for example, I have a, a kind of a uh, uh, relation with uh, some member of the PDF, you know. So for the PDF, they are a kind of I may mean, not all, but in Myanmar, the, the, the situation is a different kinds of group exist, you know, and PDF and NUD and PDF, uh, uh, independent PDF as well. So I have the different kinds of very dynamic relation with them. But the, my understanding and experience with them is they are also institutionalizing. So in the in, in, in what I mean by institutionalizing is, you know, so they need a very uh, traditional hierarchy, you know, chain of command. And I mean, uh, so that kind of movement, armed um, struggle, uh, cannot be, uh, shouldn't be a loose structure. But they need a strong chain of command, a uh, 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 chain of command and structure uh, to be able to actively uh, engage in the fighting. So they, they have a very uh, specific orders and uh, the target for the uh, elimination or engage. So in in this nature, within a year, I mean, within a few months, they. Um, kinds of establishing that kind of institutionalizing. So my impression is that they have learned from the past. So in, in uh, in after 88, we have the armed struggle as well, like, uh, I mean, the Australian uh, ABF, uh, ABFTF, uh, a kind of Syrian army in North and South. So they have similar experience. but right now, I mean, I, I actually. To be honest, I don't, I'm non violent. I don't support the uh, 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 armed struggle. But whenever I have a conversation with the Generation Z, I mean, young people, they told me like they began with their uh, uh, revolution uh, peacefully. They organized a peaceful anti coup movement, but they have been crept down, uh, brutal crept down by the uh, military soldiers and the SAC. So after, all kinds of uh, hu- human rights violation, a uh, brutal crackdown, and some people—not all, but some g- generation—feel uh, like they have no option. All the options ran out, and they start joining the armed struggle. Or uh, uh, began the armed—I call it the armed activist. So, and also I, I see at the same time they are uh, non-violent activists still organizing the uh, non-violent protests. So, <laughs> my my point here is. Uh, because of the past, uh, uh, some kinds of institution, institutionalizing happen. because they learn from their elder generation. And now they are not uh, uh, repeating the same history or not repeating the same mistake, what has happened in the past. That's my impression. Thanks. So um,
0: you mentioned, I, I think it's an important and an interesting point, which leads maybe also to my second question. You mentioned like uh, a lot of the Generation Z or some of Generation Z Um, took up arms they joined the pdfs because they don't see any other option left Uh, but you said yourself um, i personally follow uh, more like a non-violent approach so would you say that there are still options left for a non-violent kind of struggle and what are these options i would be interested in
2: Actually, uh, personally, I highly respect them. I mean, respect their choice, respect their uh, free will to do whatever against the military hunter. So sometimes, that I I didn't have. A, I mean, I don't have my uh, positionality to judge them, but my my positionality is quite clear. I'm nonviolent, but somehow I believe, you no know, we are fighting against the uh, military hunter. All kinds of Terror. But sometimes, I mean, I, I uh, frankly and openly criticize the PDF younger generation who are, uh, I mean, are kinds of uh, engaging in uh, 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 assassination, or the assassination, killing of the non combatant. So it is a direct violation of the Geneva Convention. I'm a human rights defender and I'm uh, um, a of, um, uh, human rights researcher for so many years in Myanmar. So I always respect. human rights, international law. So my take on that issue is I always try to show my experience and educate them to respect the international law. Because the military never, they never tell the international law and they are violating all these kinds of, uh, they are crossing all the line, and they cannot return. So yeah. the, for the armed uh, activists, like a younger generation, so they shouldn't commit in the uh, brutal and the, uh, the terror like the military have done. So they are not, I mean, they are the, uh, they are not like a military uh, personnel. Uh, uh, they are the people who are uh, fighting for the just war, fighting against all kinds of terror. But the, as you know, the, all the civil war have a different kinds of uh, implication that we uh, a kind of um, uh, very complicated uh, uh, ground situation, so my only uh, concern is all the time I talk them uh, I talk to them to respect the international human rights law and uh, Geneva convention so Generation Z, I mean, on that uh, issue, they are smart. And so they they mostly, uh, I mean, have a conversation with me. So I I see like, I mean, they are better than the military uh, soldier who are directly or indirectly violating all these kinds of uh, uh, international law.
0: And Chan, would you say that nonviolence is is something which is um, an important part of Generation Z or Generation Z? Or do you think that this is not um maybe uh something which uh, makes the identity of generation z
1: well audio maybe uh, you could see the pictures of early demonstration in the uh, so in the period between february uh, to may or june so there you can see the very peaceful demonstration of people And this is also what Generation Z was trying uh, to show the world, because they are not militant, they are not militia, and they also want to show the world with peace and also without violence, we can win. Uh, And this is what they tried to tell the world, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work because the military junta was reacting very brutally, let's say, the, the most brutal act with, uh, with bullets, and also with torture, with everything, with all of the efforts to secure his uh, power. And at that time, there was also, I have to mention the debates between violence and non-violence uh, in this fight uh, for democracy and we were uh, the it's also this debate was also uh, between generation z they were uh, some groups are saying no we cannot because we are having we are having concerns uh, that the system in uh, in which you can secure you, you can ensure your power only with the power of weapons or the, at the meantime, uh, in the same time, uh, the, uh, the other groups are saying, no, we don't have any other choice. But uh, somehow the, uh, the whole generation found no option left. They saw that there is no option left, and the thing is to go into a just war. And of course, uh, it is also very, the border between being a monster and being a human is very thin if a person uh, i don't have to say generation z or everybody let's say if a pe- if a human being is having a gun having a weapon in is his or her hand it's very very is of course this uh, border is very thin he can he or she can be a monster or he or she can be a human being this is the what this is uh, the devil power of weapon but uh this uh, steering power of Generation Z uh, could, could somehow manage uh, this tyranny, and also what we are fighting uh, against. What we are fighting, we are fighting against the tyranny of er- any every form of tyranny. So that's why, um, yeah, they are they are also trying to uh, they are also trying to. Uh, uh they are also trying to um, think about the Geneva Convention, also defending human rights, but also important is, um, yeah, it is also very important to talk about the educated um, younger generation. Of course, they have learned this, they had this 10 year period, this like uh, quasi um, quasi let's say so-called democratization period and in this period they have they had chance to learn what is human right what is general or what is the what is right and what is wrong so this is the time to use this knowledge into uh, this is the time to combine this knowledge into fight for democracy and uh, i would like to go to the point uh, before you talk about the generations Uh. I don't have any rights to compare the generations because the generations were playing on different playgrounds. But what we can do is we can learn from the past and all we can learn from past and we can also uh, think about past and present critically. And yeah, this is what I would like to add.
0: Okay, thank you. So Niki, you wanted to add something
2: yeah um i I'd like to add uh one uh, one or a few points uh, regarding on the nonviolent um and armed strike issue. actually, I see the international community of the powerful nation uh fail to engage in a Myanmar, i feel uh because of that uh, nam, uh we actually begin with the non-violent, and then that non-violent uh, movement turned into armed struggle so I see in, on, on that issue, I see the international uh, inter, uh, inter, uh, intervention is not really uh, uh, enough to support the net and, and to take action against the military hunter. That's why uh, my point here is that that's why their failure become a, a kind of the vehicle uh, for Burmese people to turn into armed struggle. Uh, that's that, that's that's my understanding. But the I mean, international community and the powerful nation state right now, what they are doing is sanction and uh, all kinds of the action. But uh, it's not enough. I I, I think and um, the SAC is uh, fully supported by the China, and there's no nation who want to uh, uh, engage in the Myanmar affair again. China only the U S. But the U S. also is a very delaying. So I see. Very very this on on this point I I'm very frustrated yeah
1: thanks I was uh, asked many times from German media and also from uh, my German friends if I am against or I'm for the uh, for uh, this uh, arm struggle and Amst, um, this arm strike and. I always, what I always say is, um, and also I was frequently asked about, okay, do you see the possibility? It was in the uh, period of like uh, March or April. They were asking me that, do you see the possibility of civil war? I told every time, every single time, if the international community is absent to help or to have attention on Myanmar affair, then there will be civil war. This is what I was mentioning. And now is the civil war happening. Yeah, of course. Um, If you say civil war, then it's civil war. But, and okay. But the thing is, this is the first one. And the second one is in Germany is also very big discussion. And some people are saying, Oh, they are just, uh, those are those silly young people. They are going to weapons and they just, uh, they just, uh, blood to blood and uh, this is like Hammurabi code is uh, an eye to an eye or something but let's say yeah of course there, sh- there may be we cannot we cannot guarantee for everybody we cannot every we cannot guarantee every young people who are as weapons can uh, can stay in their moral but what we can say is this is the just this is just fight this is This is fight for democracy. This is fight for justice. And also, we didn't have any choice. This is what I want to emphasize.
0: Okay. And um, so I would like to know, do you think that um, like the Generation Z of the ethnic minorities, um, I think there is a Generation Z with the ethnic minorities as well. Do you think they share this vision of a just fight and a just democratic war, as you just mentioned, Chan?
1: Here is also very important uh, the communication among young people. Are very uh, play very important role because uh, the first thing is um, for ve- for decades the young people and also uh, let's say the Bamaths and uh, the ethnic uh, people they didn't talk each other especially from bama side because they were ignoring the suffering of a minority and later uh, together with the spring revolution they start they are starting to realize this was happening for a long time in this country we were just in our so called paradise in the big cities and we didn't know anything about it or we just we knew things but we just ignore and they started to realize the, the young people in the metropole, they started to realize, maybe we should talk with the people. Maybe we should listen to the people and uh, instead of living in their own bubbles, their own information bubbles. So they talk and the, this interaction and communication and also open-minded listening and open-minded talking help, this, uh, help to unite those young generation together on, from all ethnic groups or let's say almost all ethnic groups, if academically you cannot say or oh, every every time all. Oh. Yeah, uh, and also I would like to go back to another point because I just forgot something. Um, the international community is trying not only to sanction the military, but also they are still trying to have dialogue with the military. I have to say, I am a Burmese, and uh, I have to say at which point or in the history... Does any dialogue, was any dialogue successful? This is the big question which international community should ask themselves. And also, uh, you cannot have a dialogue with people who are pointing guns at you. Yeah, the military is not pointing guns at international community, but at us, at its own uh, people. And the second thing is uh, the international community is trying to say, yeah, to restore the democracy and blah, blah, blah. As I mentioned before at the first time, we didn't have any actual democracy, so we don't have any uh, democracy to restore. We just have a democracy, a federal democracy with federal constitution for justice, for all ethnic people to invent, to build
0: maybe if i if i might ask a question related to this um rejection of negotiations or something but i would say like no war has ever ended on the battlefield like all wars in the end the fighting parties have to somehow sit together and negotiate but of course um the battlefield decides how you go about this negotiation so um w- what is your take on this like like do you think that there will be a kind of uh, annihilation on the battlefield of every soldier, every Myanmar military and their spirit? Do you think that this is happening or what is your take on this?
1: I think uh, maybe Koniki can go first for this big question.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Before I answer that question, I'd like to add one more point on the ethnic uh, Generation Z. So I see the very extraordinary uh, striking uh, movement. Uh, It's called the GSCM, General Strike. Uh, comedy for nationality is a combination of all different ethnic uh, nationality. so if, even um uh, also included in the uh, in, in the uh, in the comedy or as a pretext from my understanding so um, my point on is uh, because of this coup, you know, military attempted to trigger the whole nation, the whole, uh, not only a uh, Bama majority or every, I mean, when in the country, fear, have a fear, they cannot, they, they don't like to go back to the uh, left. 30 or 50 years under the military uh, regime. Like uh, Chen mentioned, we have, all, I mean, I disagree with the NLDN with the as a, a Constitution because 2008 uh, Constitution is the so-called uh, um, uh, not the 100% democracy. So military already share their power with the, whoever, civilian, elected government under the Constitution. That's why I disagree with, uh, with the uh, NLDN because of, this is not the uh, 100% uh, democracy. Now Myanmar has a civil war, and we have a battlefield in the country. But at, in the end, the fee will decide, you know, uh, whether we have a dialogue or not. So that's a, actually that's a really good point. Like you know, uh, Chen mentioned, like we cannot have a uh, we cannot have a dialogue with the military because of military are holding the gun and pointing at the civilian. So we are really uh, powerless. So that's why we feel insecure, because of the military, uh, their duty is to protect the country, protect the people, but they didn't protect the people, and they are uh, involved in killing civilians. They are involved in killing their own people. At the time, people, like the Generation Z and everyone in the country, almost everyone, I would say, uh, supported the armed struggle to fight back. Actually, we, we already uh, experienced the civil war in the ethnic area and we already see any other uh, civil war around the country. So civil war is actually suffering, suffering for everyone. Uh, and also, I see that Generation Z and other generations, uh, they, are, they are determination. So they are fighting against the fully institutionalized military with a lot of resources but they are fighting with the uh, gangs, handmade gangs. They are not equipped with the modern weaponry. So I see I see, I see in them like uh, their determination. They are so determined to engage in the civil war to win. So I think to win in this civil war will create uh, another dialogue, I mean, a uh, dialogue with the military.
0: In the beginning of the protests, uh, February, especially March, there was um, a kind of attitude and everybody was sure like we will win. But now the conflict has turned into a more like a protracted um, civil war. Um, But you still say, if I understand you correctly, that there is no alternative to win. We have to win. Um, But how do you see it today? Like what has changed over the past year? Um, what do you think can be achieved and how quickly can this be achieved?
1: Well, this is a difficult question because um, it's about the time. It's a matter of time. How quickly we can achieve this, we don't know. How long this fight can take, Of unfortunately, we cannot know. But what we have is this attitude, what you said, we must win. But it is not about. It is not. Uh, let's say some academic or some critics are saying that this is very naive attitude or this is very naive aim uh, of Myanmar uh, Burmese younger gener- young generation. But let's say there was and there is attitude when the military started this coup. We had this attitude and we are having still having. This is this is the end game. Why we are saying that is we want to end this terror for the country, because if we lose now, if we lose this fight, then we cannot know how many years, how many decades the other generation, the younger generation, the um, the later generation of us will be suffering and uh, will be suffering from this military dictatorship, and we don't want to do that. As we are talking about the responsibility and taking a stand of Generation Z, this is also uh, this point is also belong uh, this point belong to that. This is also our feeling. We feel this is um, this is our responsibility to end this terror in our time in our period. So yeah, how long and how fast I cannot tell, unfortunately but we will go till the end we will go we will give our uh, we will give all our best this is the promise we made to ourselves and also to the generation to younger generation and um yeah this is the thing i would like to say and uh, maybe i can add another point later
0: yes Nikki wants to say something
2: yeah, um, about issue, about the winning. I think military attempted coup is a military leader trying to stabilize, control the whole country. but. Right now I would say one year after all, but they are not really controlling and uh, stabilizing uh, the whole country so every part of the every single part of the country there have been a uh, resistance against the military hunter and every every uh, all their uh, administration so in the and uh, so like and likeama dominant uh, regions they uh, almost every township is a collapse i mean a- administration all the town is a collapse and they cannot really uh, controlling those regions. So what I see is that winning is uh, possible. Winning is uh, certain. This is the goal of the revolution. So until we win, until we see they will give up their power and um, uh, going ca- coming back to the the people, and then we will. Uh, I, I think I mean the 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 civil war will be uh, stopped. So until that, I mean uh, without any. Um, uh, uh giving their power military leader and the soldier um so right now i mean i i see the some data like uh at least two thousand soldiers are disaster they, they ran away from the military so running away from military is a kind of uh, the military law set like uh, it can be a, a death penalty but they they are not fear or that kind of death penalty, and they are running away. So my point is that the, morally, they are losing. So there is no point to uh, still, <clears throat> I mean, uh, operating under the, their leader. That's why they are running away, and and that and, and also the whole country, I mean, the whole people not supporting the military. So they are really fighting against the whole nation, the whole country. That's why they are losing their moral. So I think. The win is possible and certain, but we have to wait and see.
0: Okay, so the time is almost up, so I would like to come to a final question. Uh, So one year has passed since the coup on February 1st, or almost one year. Um, So in your perspective, and maybe you can give a short answer, has the Generation Z so far achieved more than expected, as much as expected, or less than expected? What would your would be your take on this Chan?
1: i have to say so far because none of us or maybe almost all of us uh, didn't expect that this unstruggle could come so so fast. so fast because you can see it was uh the coup was in february 2021 and the struggles started within four or five months. So this, in this short period, the determination of Generation Z became stronger than ever, and they just they they did it. And so this is really so far. And also how the development uh, during this situation. So the situation about human rights and also the uh, the people are now talking so many about human rights and also democracy and also federal democracy. And the biggest achievement is the justice, finding together justice for ethnic people and also for Rohingya people, our Rohingya brother and sister. This is the biggest achievement of this spring revolution. Solidarity with all of the ethnic groups in Myanmar, and also knowing what is democracy, what is right and what is wrong. So I have to say, yes, this is so far.
0: Okay, Anike, what is your take on this?
2: Yeah, I think everything has a, a kind of pride text. So- for this civil war, we, we are supervising. We are losing our comrades, friends, and family. But the thing is, all these sacrifices contributing to the winning. So I see the strong uh, determination by the people and the Generation Z, Generation Z as well. So my point is, we will win this, this fight. So because the people don't, so um, um, people don't want to lose this time. They are very determined that make everyone uh contributing in this uh, struggle yeah thanks
0: okay so thank you very much for sharing your thoughts and i would say a little bit like sharing your feelings about this um it's very clear that the the there nobody can question the determination of generation z and that there is a kind of a spirit of unity uh within uh the activists and the generation z which i think is very interesting so uh, I hope that our listeners um, could have a good um, view into the Generation Z and understand more about their determination. So thank you for listening to Myanmar in a Pocel, And please tune in again next time.